0: Good afternoon, everybody. This is another episode of 15 Minutes of 15 West. Welcome to all of our viewers, and good morning to some of our viewers in the US. Today, I am with the wonderful and amazing Francesca Bat. Hello, Francesca. Hello. <laughs> How are you?
1: I'm good, thank you. How are you today?
0: Yes, very, very well, thank you. First time on a podcast for you, 15 Minutes of 15 West, isn't it?
1: I, yeah, it actually is. I've not had the guts to do it, that's why.
0: <laughs> <laughs> is it not your thing, usually? You're not a, not a, podcast, uh, no. Not a podcaster? No.
1: I feel like my ethics accent sometimes gets in the way of me, to be honest. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, hold that thought, yes. because I'm definitely going to come back to that when we're talking about uh, the US market shortly. But um, today, for everyone listening, this is an episode where we're introducing Francesca Batt to the wider world. We're going to be talking about who Fran is, what she does, where she is, and some of her core focuses. So I suppose let's just start off with the, with the obvious. Who is Francesca Batts? Let's hear your story.
1: Yeah, okay, awesome. So I started out in recruitment in 2016. Prior to that, I had no sales experience whatsoever. Um, I used to be cabin crew for Emirates and then left Dubai. I was living in Dubai for a few years, came back and didn't really know what I wanted to do. A friend of mine was in recruitment and she said you should go for it, see if you like it, you'll be great at it. So, went forward for that and was working within technology recruitment, then decided to move to the internal team over there and basically did the learning and development for the consultants that are there already, as well as that, I was hiring for the business themselves. So, it was for a staffing agency Um, and from there, I kind of got to the point where I knew that I've always wanted to live in New York, and I've always wanted to kind of give this a shot here, and I see Sarah McPhee posted on LinkedIn that they was opening up the New York office at 15 West, dropped her a message, and I guess the rest is history. Um, (laughs) I've been in New York now since January, been at 15 West since last year, so January uh, 2020 I started, uh, sorry, 2021, um, mm-hmm. and then I worked remotely from the UK for a year and then moved over officially in January of this year. So yeah, that's a, a little st- bit about me. <laughs> what a story.
0: I always forget that you uh, you live, You spent a couple of years in, is it a couple of years in Dubai? How long was yeah, you out there yeah. for? Yeah,
1: yeah. I was there for two and a half years in the end, but couldn't deal with being a cabin crew anymore, it was too tiring.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I suppose I was the way too tired. The, the cabin crew side and the device side, those are much more interest. Those are much more interesting points other than the the usual, which is fell into recruitment, didn't know how I yeah. got there, but same <laughs> as I got
1: here. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Same as me. Same as me. Um, and why New York? Was New York always on the cards, or was it just getting out of the UK?
1: um for me it's always been on the cards I traveled here so many times before absolutely fell in love with the city knew I wanted to be here one day Mm. always been a dream it was kind of one of them it's so cliche but it's one of the moments when you grow up watching Sex in the City and you're like yeah I want to be there but my life is not like that here so
0: (laughs) (laughs) not exactly not yet give it time give it time not yet (laughs) not (laughs) yet
1: but yeah for me it was always it's weird because the UK never really feels like home. That's why I've got like a travel bug in me. So I always have yeah, to yeah. kind of get up and go somewhere else. So it's quite nice, especially being in New York, you are so close to so many things and mm. it's great to travel as well from
0: here. Fair, fair play. Well, what um so you working at the US office, let's talk about a little bit about what you do for Fifteen West in the US and what you focus and cover on.
1: Yes. Awesome. So Obviously, I know people already know, but 15 West, we specialize with working with UK headquartered staffing agencies that move over to the US and open up their brands here. So I work with multiple different staffing agencies at the moment. Some of them have over 60 employees. Some of them are brand new to New York. We've only two people on the ground so far and helping them build out their teams here. My main focus is I head up the graduate recruitment here at 15 West and my kind of main responsibilities there is obviously working very closely with clients and finding out who will be a good fit, especially at that entry level role. Um, I also do other roles as well, of course, but my main focus is normally on the graduate entry level roles.
0: Okay, so just uh, for, for anyone listening, I suppose you's not massively familiar with all the terms. So in a nutshell, you are focusing on finding graduates in the US, mainly in New York, if not the wider US, and finding them opportunities and jobs for recruitment companies with an operation in the US.
1: Exactly that.
0: Fair. Where, out of curiosity, where where do you usually find these, where do you go to find these grads? Where are these grads usually hiding?
1: Yeah, so they, normally it's kind of from referrals as well, because Mm. referrals with grads because everyone's all finishing at the same time. They're all course. finishing their studies pretty much at the same time. Referrals is a fantastic one. Um, because a lot of their classmates are all finishing up. They're all looking for a job. They don't really mm. know what they want to do next. So then they'll um, refer them over to me. A lot of the times as well, LinkedIn approaching, obviously having them conversations with people that are, a majority of grads and entry levels are open to work. So it's a mm-hmm. great That's a great source, of course. Um, But yeah, like normally job adverts, LinkedIn, you name it the normal yeah, the norms
0: <laughs> <laughs> you, you always really whenever we speak and i suppose for anyone that's listening to this me and fran work on different teams so we don't usually collaborate all the time but whenever we do speak you're always very upbeat and always seem you know really energetic and sort of ecstatic in the work that you're doing and i suppose a very simplistic question but do you enjoy working with the grab market I suppose what is it that you enjoy about working with that pool of candidates
1: yeah i I really enjoy it. And I know a lot of people kind of want to avoid it, but I absolutely love it. And I think for me, it's about, for me, it's about kind of having such a busy diary, one Mm. thing, because there's so many, so many entry levels out there and so many grads out there. So I'm constantly busy. I'm constantly speaking with some amazing people all day, Mm. every day. And it's just a great kind of, it's a great feeling in that aspect. And it's just a lot more fast paced than working on other roles, which are obviously a lot more senior that take a lot of time to Mm. go into them. And it's not kind of that quick turnaround where I love quick turnarounds. and Mm. That's the recruiter that I am. And I've always been like that. Mm. Um, But yeah, I'd say that's kind of what I enjoy. I get to speak to so many people. So many people, and that for me is just perfect.
0: I imagine it's quite refreshing as well because if you're working at that more senior end, you know, you work with a manager or a director, even in some cases, a consultant, a senior consultant, you yeah. know. You, Especially with what we do, we're working with recruiters, you know, people that know exactly what we're doing on a daily basis. And I think sometimes mm. you can certainly meet, you know, a person or speak to someone that feels they know it all, at least, or, or naturally can, can, I suppose, be a bit more precious. I suppose the sell is very different, isn't it, when you talk to someone at that level rather than someone that has no idea what the market is. And it's actually, yeah. if you know, when you're passionate about what you do, you actually get to be passionate with your sell rather than actually just try and sell against things that they've said to you so far or whatever it is in that regard. Um, Yeah, definitely. What are the challenges, I suppose, for you finding these grads or even for your clients actually hiring these grads? Like, What's the biggest challenge within that grad recruitment piece, do you think?
1: Yeah, I think the biggest challenge with entry-level recruitment, it's always going to be getting commitment. Um, The commitment side of things, because... We've all been there. We all finished college. We all finished university, and we all have no idea what we want to do next. That well, a mm. majority of us don't, right? <laughs> yeah, so, we do. There's, there's, there's a small, yeah, we do. There's a small <laughs> amount of people that do know what they want to do, and they want to stay in what they like, what they studied, and everything like that. Um, but I think that it's the commitment side of things, and knowing what you actually want to do instead Mm. of kind of just going out there and just applying for anything. And a lot of Mm. people do that. They see entry level and they just go, they go away and apply for it Um, and they don't actually know the fundamentals of what they're applying for. And for me, that's a really hard point because when I'm speaking to people and I'm kind of going through a case of why do you want to move into recruitment? And no one's really got an answer for it or they don't really know what the job involves. Mm. That's obviously a struggle because then it's like, okay, why don't you go you do the research and kind of we'll have another discussion once you've looked into it. And then when they do look into it, it's kind of a different story sometimes. But most of the time people do come back and they want to kind of know more. But I think that that's kind of I would say kind of that's a main point for any entry level recruiters. Know what you're applying for, because that literally could be your hiring, the hiring manager. That could be your boss on the call that's giving you a shout. And, you have no idea, so you've just ruined your chance from day one. Like yeah, from yeah, that of first course. initial call, you've completely ruined your chance at moving forward because you've gone out there applied for everything, and you don't actually know what you're applying for. Um, as well as that, obviously the big thing, there's a lot of places that are hiring entry levels. So mm. everyone you speak to, they're not just interviewing at one place they're interviewing at several places Mm. with um a lot of clients it depends what kind of their process is especially with entry some people take three four interviews whereas other businesses out there are doing maybe like two interviews and they're doing Mm. the first initial call and then straight in for that final um so yeah time's a big thing time's Mm. a major major challenge because if they're not committed to hiring entry levels quickly they are going to lose them
0: yeah yeah, I think yeah, of course. There's there's probably those are just a few of them, right? I imagine there's probably loads of different challenges when you really think about it, of all the different yeah. things that could go wrong and different problems, etc. But fair. I, I mean, I suppose that it's tricky on both sides, isn't it? Because if you're a graduate, you know, who's mm. decided or has just succumbed to learning about recruitment and wants to look into the industry, that's obviously a challenge because for yourself, because you need to learn. If you've got no knowledge, you need to know what you need to do and how to do it to, I suppose, open the right doors and be successful. But I yeah. suppose from, from your perspective, working with these clients day in and day out who are looking for these people, I imagine, oh, at least this is more, more just my own personal understanding and, and expectation mm. really, I imagine clients have themselves quite high expectations of what they want from an individual, and I suppose how do clients dictate that or deviate that into someone that's got no experience? In other words, if I asking my question, you know, is the the main thing that clients look for in a grad when they're hiring and i think you started to talk about personality and what that means to a business
1: perfect right yeah so personality obviously is key right you need to be able to show that you can actually speak with people and Mm. i think that it's not even just speaking it's about building rapport and building that relationship with someone and You have to have the candidates and clients buy into you so it's kind of having that communication at a really high level that you can build a you can build a relationship with someone and that's what a lot of people look for and especially if you're hiring in a really high like uh, extremely high level sector let's say for example within financial services you need to be you need to have kind of a backbone in that instance and you need to be able to communicate well with them because at the end of the day if you are as well within the sector that you're hiring for sales mm. you've got sales people you're a salesperson. they're a salesperson. like you're kind of just going against each other but you have to have that conversation with them and you need to be able to be confident in doing that yeah um I mentioned as well about the kind of resilient side you have to be resilient like we both know recruitment's not an easy job and Mm. the recruitment roller coaster you are up and down constantly and you have to have something there to be you have to be resilient to get yourself up because no one else is going to really big you up you have to Mm. do it yourself um and then I would say yeah it's just your motivations really for why you really want to be in staffing if you've not got a great motivation for it is not going to push you through when everything falls out or oh, you yeah, leave yeah, the office yeah. on a Friday and you're like I've got the <clears> best <throat> pipeline ever you've already got in your head how much commission you're making and you're already mm. kind of spent it and then come Monday everything's falling through the client's pulled the job the candidate's taking another offer they're not going to the final stage whatever it is you've got to show that you are that you are motivated to get through all of that and that's what I think a lot of people are looking for
0: and I think there's a very much a difference between being motivated and showing that you're motivated as well. I think there's, you know, I literally had a conversation earlier with, with someone in my network who is, is actually you know, much further than a grad. You know, he's, he's a senior yes. consultant, a couple of years experience, and he's got two routes that he's looking at at the moment. One would be sort of drive himself, be motivated and challenged, or he takes a more easier route yep. and is, is less focused on the money and more focused on comfortability and his work-life balance. And I sort of said to him up front, you know, you either take, you could take whichever route you want. But if you, mm. if you're, if you're looking or even thinking about that sort of slow, comfortable route, then take it because this, this other route, you need to have clear motivation, there shouldn't even be a question for you. If you know you want to make money, you want to be successful, you want to build a career and you become a specialist in something, this yeah. is definitely somewhere that you can do that, especially if you've got no experience, and no direction, right? Um, Well, just coming back to the first point, obviously, Fran is hiring a number of these graduate roles for clients across the U.S. And as a business, we also look at these graduate roles across the U.K. as well. So my final question to you, Fran, would be if you could give advice, if you could say anything to the graduates out there listening to this today who will hopefully pick up this podcast and go, do you know what, Fran's changed my life, I'm going to get into recruitment first thing tomorrow, what would you say to them?
1: Yeah, of course. Um, I would definitely say, look, recruitment is is an amazing, amazing career to be in. It's a career that you can control how quickly you're promoted. You can control kind of how much money and commission you do make and you can earn in your next paycheck. Right. And it's all down by working hard, the effort you put in, how quickly you can understand the market, for example, and how quickly you can build rapport with candidates and clients. Mm. Every business has great learning and development programs like every business is going to put you through training no matter what they're not just going to throw you in the deep end which i think is great that's one thing that i love about our clients there's no business out there that we work with that is going to throw you in the deep end and say off you go now go swim yeah, you of course. are going to be fully like trained you're going to have them once once you're going to have that development program in place for you to succeed um i think that it's a great, it's a fun job, right? You're constantly on the go every day. It's kind of different. I know you're still doing the same process no matter what, but every day is different. You are speaking to different people all day, every day. Um, but I just think that make sure you know what you're applying for. Like, yeah, even if you don't know the ins and outs of it, that's fine. Just have the reasonings for why you're applying, like why you are applying for that position, and mm. knowing. The basic day-to-day side of the job is really going to help you because the yeah the last thing you want to do is apply for a job that hiring manager calls you mm. and then you have no idea what you've applied for because they're just going to call you out of the blue. So I think having that already and making sure you know exactly what you've applied for, even writing down like in a note like in a mm. notepad and saying oh I've just applied for that on LinkedIn like keeping mm. track of exactly what you've applied for, reaching out to the hiring managers direct as well. Look, sometimes you post an advert and you might have fifty people apply for it. What's setting you different? Like, what's making you different? Reach out mm. to the person who's posted that job. Say to them, "Look, I've just applied for this position. I want to have a conversation with you. Let's talk about it." And then you're kind of opening up that barrier, and you're not missed within the part, like within every other candidate, basically. Um, but yeah, I think that's probably knowing what you're doing, knowing what you're applying for,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: reaching out to people is probably like the best way to ski foot in the door as well.
0: Yeah, I love that last bit. So going the extra mile, isn't it? It's it's <clears throat> again, it's a thing that I think sometimes grads don't appreciate it. You can have you have a you know, a shiny degree with all the right qualifications, but mm. six other people could also have that and it's what sets you apart from those six people who did the same yeah. thing as you. Um yeah. fair and if I could add any other if I could add a final point to that, actually I would say trust your recruiter because if yeah. you are working with a recruiter, then Trust them, they know what they're doing, you know, and if you're working with Fran, trust Fran because she will she will certainly give you the best advice but um, i I do try well. I
1: do try <laughs> oh, you don't need to try you've definitely <laughs> succeeded,
0: but um Fran, it's an absolute pleasure to talk with you about yeah. these subjects. I'm really, really pleased. I hope you've, uh, hope your first podcast experience was a, was a pleasurable one.
1: It was. And it was fun. <laughs> Except well. for the headphone disaster. But we'll oh, get well. there. To... <laughs> now, you, now you've
0: said that, I'll, I'll line you up for a, for a weekly episode, shall we? A weekly <laughs> <I> segment. <don't>. <laughs> <laughs> Only joking. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. Fran, thank you, and have a wonderful day.